0: All right, we have made it to the 300th episode of First Class Fatherhood, and I cannot say thank you enough for all of you listeners out there who have continued to support the show. This podcast began with some imagination mixed with faith, and from the little acorn grew the mighty oak. And I have got an awesome guest for the special occasion. John Goslin who has been kept quiet by a gag order for many years, is finally able to share his side of what has just been a one-sided, highly publicized divorce with his ex-wife Kate. The two of them, of course, became famous household names from their reality series, John and K 8. And since I announced that John will be joining me on the podcast, my inbox has been just filling up with his fans who support the first class father. And I would like to take a second to say hello and welcome to all of you new listeners who are just tuning into the podcast for the first time. My vision for the show is to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. We have got a serious fatherless crisis going on in our country. Far too many kids are growing up without a dad in the home. And the number one excuse I get from dads who come at me on social media is, oh, you don't understand what my kid's mother has put me through. And I don't think anybody has gone through it quite like John Goslin has. And he is still fighting for his children. And I honor him for that. Today's interview is also available on YouTube, so if you would like to watch the conversation between me and John Goslin, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. John Goslin will be here with me in just a minute, so please stick around for the interview. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions, and I had the honor of speaking with head coach Andy Reid, Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes, and many other of the Chiefs players at Super Bowl Media Day. That special edition is now available, so please go check it out. And be sure to lock it into my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, for all of the upcoming guest announcements. For those of you who are interested in the reality TV shows, I recently had Bill Klein of The Little Couple. I've also interviewed Bachelor and Bachelorette winners Jason Mesnick, Ryan Sutter, and Evan Bass. I've also had the star of Little People, Big World, Matt Roloff. And coming soon will be Adam Busby, the first-class father of OutDaughtered. So make sure you lock it into my Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace, to check out all of these. And please, subscribe to the podcast so you can check out all the episodes available. Now we are up to 300. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father that's in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with First Class Father, John Goslin. I'm Alec Lace, and you are listening to First Class Fatherhood. Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to what dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. It's one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success.
1: Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro phenomenal i am really happy and i can tell you honestly i'm proud to be a part of it thanks for having me on
0: thank you alec
1: and and god bless you and what you're doing keep it up uh i think the uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is
0: going to be uh invaluable in so many ways so I, i wish you all the best brother so let's go dads we are not babysitters we are fathers and we're not just fathers we are first class fathers subscribe to first class fatherhood today all right, joining me now, First Class Father, John Goslin. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, and thanks for having me. All right, let's start it like this. How many kids do you have, and how old are they?
1: I have eight kids. So I have twin girls, Maddie and Kara. They are 19 years old. They will be 20 in October. And then I have sex couplets, three boys, three girls. And that is uh, Alexis, Aiden, Colin, Joel, Leah, and Hannah. Uh, Hannah and Colin live with me. And then Alexis, Leah, Joel, and Aiden live with Kate. And they are 15. They'll be 16 in May.
0: Yeah, it's incredible, John. What type of those sports or activities are, the, uh, are they all into? The same ones? Or are they all spread out? Uh,
1: it's all spread out. Um, the two that live with me, uh, Colin and Hannah, they don't play sports. Uh, Colin is in JR2C, so he stays pretty active. Uh, Hannah... She has gym class. <laughs> she's, pretty, she's more of a socialite. Um, I was really active in sports, so I, I played soccer my whole life. I got a full ride for soccer. We're a big soccer family. Uh, my nephew is All-American in soccer. He's going to go play pro. Uh, he plays for D2 College now. He's the leading goal scorer in the country. Um, he has his first tryout in Scotland coming in a couple months, so he's going to Europe to play. Uh, My brother, uh, my older brother's a D1 soccer coach. Um, So we come from a predominantly soccer family, but none of my kids really took an interest in soccer. Uh, My one of my oldest daughters, Kara, she played lacrosse. um, And in college, she rose for the crew team. So athlete wise, I mean, that's what they do. Um, I know Aiden had an interest in football. Uh, Leah plays lacrosse um alexis runs track um but no one has i mean as far as competitive sports um i would say Kara was the only one that really did competitive sports
0: yeah awesome that's a nice variety there too and john if you could just please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do all
1: right uh i'm formerly of johnny k plus eight was on tlc for about 10 years uh, I filmed pretty much from 2005 to 2009. Um, I filmed my family, uh, the ins and outs of being a father of, uh, twins and sex Um, I personally filmed about 115 episodes and the show continued without me after 2009. Um, it was called K plus eight after John and K plus um, eight. we got divorced in 2009 and there's a lot of turmoil and all that kind of stuff. Uh, currently I'm the IT director of a health clinic. um, for undocumented and uninsured. Um, it's federally funded. Um, I DJ on the side. Uh, I spend time with my family. Um, and I still do, I don't know, publicity stuff like red carpets, charity events, that kind of stuff. So I'm still heavily active in the media, but I still have a quasi-semi-normal life. It's kind of different. I, I live different lives, but uh, I live in my hometown where I grew up. My kids go to the high school right down the street from my high school. So it's like um, the rival high school, I guess. But um, I don't know. I'm trying to bring as much normalcy to them as as
0: could be possible. Yeah, that's cool, John. And I'm sure this is well covered on the show and everything. But how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Uh, It's so long ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like I've been a dad the whole time. So I have no idea. I can't remember what it was like not being a dad um i became a father when i was uh, 23 years old i had twin girls um so everything changed i didn't really have tw- my 20s i got married at 22 uh, i had twins at 23 and i had sextuplets at 27 so i had eight kids by the time i was 27 years old um and then i started filming the show when i was 30 um So all my thirties were filming pretty much all my twenties. I had kids. Um, but it really changes everything. I mean, your focus isn't yourself anymore. Your focus is your children. Um, your goals are not to get money and go out and have a good time. Your goals are to focus, save that money and, you know, dump it towards, uh, your nest egg or your, um, you know, educate your children or whatever you want to do with it, uh, save for them. Um, so pretty much I've been working for my
0: kids more
1: than half my life.
0: Um, all right. And now, uh, John, obviously you had a very public divorce here. And, you know, we live in a world where everybody wants everything to be equal. But in the eye of the court system here, usually uh, it's the dad that starts from under the bus. What was the entire divorce thing like for you? And how did you go about being able to get custody of the two kids that live with you now? Well, I've
1: been going to court for 12 years, so it's not an easy battle. Uh, I had, I had shared custody. I lost some kids. I had joint legal. I lost legal. I got legal back. Um, by the time, let's see when Hannah was 12 years old. She's wanted to live with me. Um, so then I had to go get legal again and then I got shared custody and then all of a sudden now I got primary of her. Um, I've been through nine attorneys. I've probably spent 1.3 million in court, uh, back and forth with everything else. And then I got full, I got sole custody of Colin. Um, Kate has no contact with him. So there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened with him. And um, I ended up with two. Um, There could be more that come, so I have no idea. But, I mean, it's a long battle. Like, I didn't, I just didn't give up. And I'm still not going to give up. So, I mean, it's not just like wham, bam, it's going to happen. And everyone's court case is different and every state difference is different. Um, and everyone's, you know, laws are different, too. So, I mean, Pennsylvania is a no-fault state for divorce. Custody is different. Um, I I have friends that live in Texas and Florida and California, so everything uh, varies uh, from state to state. But pretty much I haven't – I didn't give up. I mean, I pretty much go to court every month over some custody dispute or something like that. It's getting better now that the kids are getting older. Uh, So what my attorneys and hers decided is – Custody is left up to my children. Uh, so if they decide to go live with mom or they go sli- decide to live with dad, it's up to them. Now, we do have a guardian ad litem. Um, so it's like having a third parent. So if there is a dispute between mom and dad, they can always call the guardian ad litem. And she is a representative of the court and the judge. So she can make a better decision if there is a dispute between mom and dad, which has changed everything. So I, I like it because now mom can't just say, well, so-and-so says this. Well, so-and-so can now call the guardian and light them and she can call the judge and say, well, so-and-so really meant this. And now that, you know, the judge can really know what the truth is.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, John. And I love the fact that you're continuing to fight for your, you know, for your kids. I mean, I talk about it all the time on my show. There's a fatherless crisis going on in our country. And the results that we see with kids that grow up, grow up without a father influence in their life, they're pretty devastating in the community. So uh, the more impact that dads can have on their kids' lives, I think, the better. And, and what, what is the relationship like, if any, between the kids uh, that live with you and the ones that are living with Kate?
1: Right now, it's very uh, tumultuous, pretty much, because um, there's no contact between Colin and his other siblings. There's contact between Hannah and the other siblings. So the problem right now is we have parent alienation and we have sibling alienation. So with the guardian, she's trying to alleviate that. And I'm trying to get family therapy through um, Colin and Hannah's therapist uh, so that that therapist can talk to the other siblings and try to find some common ground because I think it's super important. But we're nearing, you know, they're going to be 18 in two years. So it's going to be quite difficult, um, but, you know, I, I've been going to court so long, you know, I'm I'm nearing the end of the, the tunnel here. But, you know, if one parent, you know, you can't just go to court tomorrow. That's the problem, you know, and these judges, uh, they're overseeing murder trials. There's petty thefts and misdemeanors and felonies and all this stuff. They're not just family court judges. You know, so they're seeing all sorts of stuff. And I don't live in the nicest area. Um, so, you know, the court log fills up quick. I could file today. I might not get a um, a court hearing for three months. So, so, you know, it's pretty difficult, you know, to force that. Um, so I can only, what I try to do is go through the guardian ad litem and she tries to arrange it as much as possible because she has direct as- access to the judge. So that's helped quite a bit. So, uh, in the near future, I'm hoping that, uh, we can have a meetup like that, but pretty much what I'm waiting for, as soon as my, uh, two kids that live with me drive, they have every right to go drive to their sibling's school, pick the kids up and Kate can't stop them. So, you know, it, it, I'm hoping that'll break down a lot of, uh, tension between siblings.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds like it'll be, uh, definitely very helpful at least. And, um, I, do, do you look back now and, and regret ever doing the John and Kate Plus 8 show? Or do you, are you happy that it revealed some things that maybe you otherwise wouldn't have known until later? I don't- Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with Combat Flags. Combat Flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made, CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. Yeah, that, that sounds like it'll be uh, definitely very helpful, at least. And um, I, do, do you look back now and, and regret ever doing the John and Kate Plus 8 show, or do you are you happy that it revealed some things that maybe you otherwise wouldn't have known until later? I don't regret
1: doing the show only because I've learned so many life lessons that I would probably would have taken me years to learn. I've met a lot of great people. I'm interviewing with you. Um, I, have, I have a good platform to, to use uh, to help other people. Uh, that's pretty much what I've done, um, although I've probably taken the brunt of most of it um, in the long run. But, you know, financially, my kids are, are pretty good to go um, moving forward. Um, but there's blessings and lessons with everything. Uh, you have to remember there were no reality shows back then. We were the first and anytime you do the first of anything is pretty tough. Um, So, you know, you know, we invented a lot of laws and regulations that went along with filming children and all different sort of things. So um, I don't, I don't really regret anything. It's life. And if I sit around and dwell on it, you know, I, it would be horrible. I would just wouldn't function properly. So, you know, I just take it as it comes and then, the best thing about lessons
0: are, you know, don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah, very well said. Were there times wherever you would look back at an episode of the show and see something maybe about yourself that you didn't like specifically and make a change? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was young.
1: <laughs> I was 20. <laughs> I was uh, How old was I? 28 when I started filming uh, or 29 years old, started filming. And of course, I the way, you know, maybe my ex talked to me or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Now I have broader shoulders. That would never happen today. Um, I'm a lot more self-confident and um, I see things a lot differently, a lot more clear. So I think the way I carry myself is a lot different than I was back then. Um, And a lot, I'm a lot more outspoken. um, And I think, uh, I don't know, I just, things are, I I have a clearer picture of what I want to do and how I how I take care of myself and how I see things.
0: Yeah, very cool. What type of disciplinarian are you as a dad, John? And, and having the cameras around all the time, did that make it more difficult to discipline the kids? Um,
1: I'm not a corporal person. Um, I try to get down on their level and talk to them, where um, I think Kate was a, a more corporal person. So we had major differences that way. Um, you know, my dad grew up, my dad's from Philly, so and my mom grew up in Hawaii, so they were different people too. <laughs> uh, but we always feared my mom, even though she was little. Uh, but my dad, he was he was very gentle and kind. But I would never mess with my father ever. Uh, we just we just knew our place in the house. Um, but you know, I feel like I'm a loving father. I get frustrated. Don't get me wrong. No one's perfect. But um, I don't know. I just felt like we had different pairing techniques. And that also led to our divorce. Uh, We thought about things differently. We just grew up differently. Um, You know, so I think I want my kids to come to me and tell me everything. But I also want them to experience the world and make mistakes and be free and express themselves freely. Or I think my ex tries to control every single thing and try to set a standard and this and that, and don't walk outside the boundaries. But I'm like, how can, you know, they're going to go off to college and experience the world, but if they don't have a foundation, you know, how are they going to function, you know, without any um, self-reliance or any guidance with no skills to go into that world when they leave home. So I'm trying to build out all, all that now through adolescence. My kids go to, my two kids go to public school. The other kids go to private school. I, they go to a huge public school. They have 500 kids in their grade. So, you know, they're going to, to a school of like 2,200 kids in high school. Um, so they can see all different types of people, all different walks of life. So they can experience that because that's what college is. They're pe- people from all walks of life. So I think they're going to be wet more well-rounded when they go off to college than my other four might in a private school where they only have 50 kids in their grade. So
0: yeah, it all depends. Yeah, very well said, and and I, I did see your interview there with Dr. Oz, and I know that you had the gag order on you for quite some time, and you were taking a, a beating in the public eye, especially on social media and stuff. What type of reaction or feedback and response have you gotten so far from your interview with Dr. Oz? Uh, I've, all the feedback I got from Dr. Oz was positive.
1: I mean, it was a big weight lift, lifted off my shoulders. Uh, it was a great, I mean, I've known Mehmet since 2009. I've had some uh, Uh, dinners with him. I, you know, I met him through Rabbi Shmuley. And uh, when I lived in New York, I went to a lot of uh, uh, Jewish functions. Um, And the interview kind of came up, you know, it was a good platform. Um, And, you know, it was, he's just an easy person to talk to. And, you know, I just kind of let it spill, not all of it, but enough that people got the gist of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's good that you had the chance at least to, to speak your piece on it. And what what about as far as you, John, what type of support system do you have on your side here helping you go through this? Do you have a, a a strong village to help you raise the kids?
1: Uh no. I have me, my girlfriend, um have, well, they have therapists, I have a therapist. It's always good to have someone to talk to. You always want different uh uh different viewpoint on different things. Um, I have close friends, a couple of close friends. Um, that's it. I don't really They have good friends, you know it's my hometown. I grew up here, so it's a lot easier because uh you know I know everybody, but uh, my family's here, all my family's here um uh, my mom, my father passed away years ago, but uh, my stepdad's here um both my brothers and their families um my kids uh cousins, my brothers, kids, so everyone's pretty close, and we get together often. Um, So they have a good support system. You know, it's a good sense of community around here. Um, I'm glad I moved back to this area so they can feel a feel that community on on how like uh, Colleen and I grew up together. Colleen is my girlfriend. We grew up three blocks from each other. So we all know the same people. So it makes
0: things a lot easier. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I I wonder sometimes myself if it's a blessing or a curse because my parents passed away before I met my wife and had kids. And my wife's parents are divorced and not in her life. So it's like my kids are growing up without either one. And mm-hmm. sometimes it works out, but we don't have that in-law drama. And then there's times where you wish you had the family around. You yeah, know, the grandparents. To lean on. So it's kind of a, a different dichotomy going through it that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, Colleen's parents are my kids' pseudo-grandparents. So it's like everyone kind of just kind of fills in. And she comes from a huge Irish family. So it's like there's a lot of people, you know, there's, we're always going to something some kind of function
0: yeah and you know i i do have quite a bit of uh you know single dads or divorced dads or guys that are just on the onset or going through a difficult relationship that listen to the podcast here so what type of advice do you have for that dad out there that's just on the onset of this whole divorce thing uh take a deep breath a little baby steps every time and try
1: not to take on too much at once because we're you know guys we're horrible at multitasking so try to focus on one goal, get that goal done, and then move to the next goal. Because when we try to take on too much, you're never going to accomplish the first step. And then you're going to miss out on certain things. And if you're spending time with your kids, make sure you focus on your kid and not try, try not to get distracted so much because that easily happens. So, like, for instance, uh, for instance, Sunday football. Instead of going to a bar and watching with your friends and your kids, just try to watch it at home when you have custody. You know what I mean? Watch the game at home or have your friends come over. That way, it, you know, you have control of that situation. If you go out and watch the game, you're never going to have control of this situation. Or you'll be distracted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then the next Sunday when you don't have custody or whatever, you can go out with your friends and do all that stuff. There will always be more football games, but,
0: you know, and your kids will only be young once. Yeah, good stuff there, John. What about for yourself here? I know we're, we're just a month into the new decade here. What kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future?
1: I don't know. I'm really contemplating a lot right now. I have a lot of opportunity to do different things. Um, my career-wise, I've been in IT for 20 years. Uh, I love. I have a lot of different opportunities uh, with um, different corporations and stuff like that. I'm still at my current job. Um, but you know, I have, there's a lot of other offers on the table in that path. Um, I have other media paths, too. Um, uh, I've been working on a book for a long time. I'm not sure how I'm going to finish it because I still have teenagers. I don't know if I want to finish it after they graduate or before they graduate. So it depends on the ending of that. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's been swirling through my head lately about where I want to go with, uh, this year and, uh, where, where do I want to see myself in the middle and the end of this year? But like, I can see light at the end of the tunnel, uh, with my children. And I feel like I'm at the end of my divorce and that, those kind of things. Um, It's been exhausting the last decade, so um, I kind of feel like my normal life is kind of kicking off. Uh, In a couple of years, I plan on moving out of Pennsylvania once my kids graduate high school and those kind of things. So, um, you know, planning for the future, pretty much.
0: All right. Yeah, very good, John. The last thing I want to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for the about-to-be father who's out there listening? The new dad,
1: uh, you better learn how to change a diaper, boy or girl. (laughs) Because no matter what, because they always say, I'm never changing a diaper. I'm like, yeah. And you better learn how to make a bottle. Because at some point, someone's got to sleep. Oh, and make sure you sleep. Definitely make sure you sleep. I know, you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to rough it and try to stay awake. Yeah, that doesn't work. Um, But, uh, yeah, take time for yourself, too. Take a deep breath. Um, And just remember... No kid, uh, no kid ever uh, pees in kindergarten. They will be potty trained at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I love the way that you fight for your kids and for for you know to be a big part of their life. I think it's so important. Uh, I got to say, John Goslin, you're a first class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me the you. of your time on First Class Fatherhood. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to John Goslin for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast episode. I always love to hear your feedback. Make sure you guys lock it into my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, for all of the upcoming guest announcements. We have made it to 300, and we are now starting our climb to episode 400. I hope you'll take the climb with me. Please subscribe to the podcast. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.